Coming up next on Rugby Wrap-Up, Matt McCarthy and Steve Lewis on the USA Eagles. Rugby Wrap-Up brought to you in part by Balanced Palate, nutrition for peak performance. And the Pig & Whistle on West 36th Street, the world's best rugby pub. Hey everybody, welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up. Matt McCarthy and Steve Lewis at the Fantasy Sports Network Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan. Once again, talking rugby in week 102, Stephen. Week 102, who would have thought it? Week 102, that's 51 twice. It is indeed. It's an impressive tally. Congratulations. Thank you, and congratulations to you for being uh, in uh, many of them. I'd say the majority, right? Yeah, yeah, probably. What would you guess? Probably 60 or 70, yeah. 60 or 70, and then each week we have more than one. It's, you know, when, when, you, when you're unemployed and you live nearby, it's, it's <laughs> easy to be available. Uh, you know what? I don't look at it that way. I, I, I think you're just available. Cheap because, help. Yeah, available help. So good at, what, at this that we're finding is path. Anywho, uh, tell us about where you've been. Where have I been? So since we last spoke, I was in Peru, um, in Lima, Peru, for the 2019 Pan Am Games. So I was down there coaching Jamaica. Um, we did all right. We beat Uruguay, first time beat a team of that stature, and so finished sixth. Um, tournament was won by Argentina. They had their full guns out, their full World Series side, so they, yeah. they, they beat everybody pretty comfortably. They took gold. Canada, pretty strong team out, took silver, and the USA Eagles came in with the bronze after a hard-fought um, game against Brazil. Uh, very much a younger team for the US, though. I mean, obviously, most of the top dogs were rested. They also had a bit of injury trouble, a couple of um, concussions, what have you. So they, f- they pretty much finished on fumes, you know, nine guys on the, on the final day, which wow. is, is hard to do, it's hard to rotate, and players playing a lot of minutes. So um, interesting place. It was probably grayer and cloudier and gloomier than really? Glasgow. So um, um, Athletes Village was, was okay. Uh, we'll, leave, we'll leave that there. But um, otherwise, it wasn't a particularly impressive um, you know, the road to the stadium, you know, yeah. it, it, where it was located and what have you. Um, How were the facilities? Yeah, brand new stadium, smallish stadium, 3,000, good stadium. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with the Athletes Village. Uh, just, I, I felt they missed a trick because you don't really get to see much of Peru. I mean, I stayed on an extra day and, you know, ventured into Lima, so I saw something different. But it's, it's interesting. It's kind of a cloistered life. You're there, yeah. you train, you play, you eat. Boom. Well, they have security issues. In Peru. I was down there. I yeah. lost a laptop and a phone. That's and, right. That's yeah. right. You were. In about an hour. Yeah. So that's exactly right. You know, anywhere you have um, poverty, you have opportunistic crime. You have the banditos on the mm-hmm. buses. So. so, yeah. So that's over. The summer sevens is national sevens this week in Kansas City. So actually missing that for the first time in 10 years. I'm going to Vail. For a, uh, oh boy. A old boys reunion. And oh. then um, finishing up with the. Well, I'm going to Northeast Academy, have a women's um, tournament in Little Rock, the home of Julie McCoy. Uh, You're hitting all the hot spots. And then. Lima, Little Rock. Yeah, it starts with an L. And then back to Denver, coaching the Collegiate All Americans, Rugby Town Sevens. And then that's pretty much Sevens for the summer. Awesome. Awesome. That's, that's good stuff. I've been traveling a little bit, too. We'll talk about that in the next segment uh, with the Can-Ams specifically. It's up in Saranac Lake and Lake Placid. Another spectacular tournament. But you mentioned some of the, the Eagles. And we're going to talk about their brethren in 15s. Yes. Uh, with a big win, a sloppy but solid win over Samoa, just the second in the history of the two teams, right? Yeah. Head-to-head. 
I know that I'm saying solid. I'm sure that you're going to say something else. I thought it was an important win. It was um, an impressive win. I, I don't. I think sloppy might be a bit harsh, but they didn't play well necessarily. But they did what they had to do, and they eked out a win in difficult circumstances, which is a good sign. Um, it's it was probably the least entertaining game of 15s I've seen in about three years. <laughs> but if you're Gary Gold, you don't really care about that. Um, he got to see a lot of players in a in a pressured uh, environment, which is what the PNC Pacific Nations Cups all around for him, as he sort of hones in on yeah. his final selection for Japan. So 13-10, A.J. McGinty, 13 points, Samoa, 10 points. Um, one little refereeing miscue, end of the first half. On the um, uh, kick. Yep, yeah, that was a try, Samoa. Um, but, you know, c'est la vie. That's that sport mistake, a genuine error between the assistant referee and Nigel Owens, the referee, uh, costing Samoa a try, um, not to say they would have won. Anyway, what is important about this win? Hey, uh, what is important about this win? This win catapults the United States Eagles into 13th place in yeah. world rankings, which is phenomenal. Um, catapulting over Italy, um, Tonga, Samoa, we're now in 13th place. I think Japan are 11, Georgia 12. So this is, we're getting into good territory here, and um, that's a reflection of good performances over a period of time. So let me, let me ask you this. Yeah. You're you you get up to thirteen, but really, nothing matters right now, does it? Because it's all about World Cup and it's all about tune-ups. So are we? I, I, the ranking is great and the wins are great. Don't get me wrong. And when I said sloppy, I was kind of referring to the the field itself because of the rain and the grass, the turf coming up a little yep. bit. Uh, but what's if you're Joe on the street? What what's the big deal about the rankings right now in this World Cup? these World Cup warm-up matches. Yeah, I mean, it's just bragging rights. I mean, the, the significance of the World Rugby rankings are in World Cup qualification years, right? So that, that's when it really counts. Um, so for now, it doesn't really affect anything else other than pride in your Mor country. Morale, yeah, which is morale. And, 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 but, but it's also important in multiple levels, right? I mean, you, you can go out and say to media, oh, US are ranked... 25th or the ranked 13th, it's a different conversation. Yeah. Um, it's credibility, it's legitimacy. Um, the interesting thing about it is it's, it's very difficult for what are known as tier two teams to move on up because you can only move on up if you're playing teams ahead of you. Right. So if the Eagles don't have a fixture against teams ahead of them, they, they, they can't move up. So they've, they've beaten Samoa, they've beaten Tonga, they've got Japan who's slightly ahead of them. That's good. They beat Scotland famously last year. That helps. But unless you're regularly playing against teams ahead of you, um, it's, it's difficult to move up the rankings significantly. So last World Cup, the Samoa team and the Japanese team that we played in the Pacific Nations Cup weren't necessarily what they were putting out there in the World Cup matches. They were missing some key elements, some key players. How did you see this Samoa team? I was a little perplexed by some of the selections, certainly some of the substitutions that they made. Um, so, I mean, every coach, I'm not intimately familiar with the Samoan team these days, but, uh, you know, uh, they were disappointing. I mean, if, if you're a Samoan fan, they, were, they looked sort of unstructured. They looked, um, they looked ragged, to be honest. Uh, they didn't have as much threat as one normally associates with Samoan teams. Yeah. Um, so they, they were a bit of a disappointment, but you know, maybe it's a measure of where the U.S. are. I mean, 
I mean, USAR. So, Japan's doing bigger it. test. Japan, they're going well. They're ranked 11th ahead of us. They um, beat Fiji 34-21, and then they just pumped Tonga as well. So, so this, this will be a tough test for US. And then we have one more game against Canada. Not sure exactly when Gary Gold has to pick the side. I think it might be between them. You have to get down to 31 right. for the official tour party. Um, but two games left. So squeaky bum time for a lot of U.S. players, right? Who's going, who's not going. You see some things from some of the substitutions, perhaps replacements. Maybe we read too much into it, but you're trying to work out what the coach is thinking and where he's going with certain players. And, and we haven't even seen the likes of Joe uh, Tofate or Titi Lomosatelli. Yeah. Because they've been banged up a little bit, so they haven't even gotten in, in, in any, any time uh, in, in the squad yet. So that's interesting to watch. And I don't think Hanko has gotten in, has it? He's a knee injury. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they've got, they're getting some players, some good playing time, finding out some things about people. I like the fact that Dejas was the starting scrum half in this one. And AJ is just coming into his own. You know, it's... Yeah, he's been in his own. Yeah, yeah it's, I guess. But you don't get to see him that much, and he's had the injuries. Yeah. If you... um. Yeah, I mean, he, he's standout. If, if he, he has to go well for the USA to be in games, right? They have to have a competitive set piece. Um, I thought the USA defense was really good, actually, yeah. this game. That's one thing I would pick out and say, no, no, that was pretty good. Line speed was good. They made tackles. Uh, that, that was quite impressive. Um, but I'm yeah. Watching, I'm seeing Greg Peterson making tackles on the fringe and, or, or being in support on defense, which is pretty good. He's a big boy. Seeing all the guys filling in, fanning out. On yeah, it was, it was a good defensive performance. Yep. All right, so what do you think the realistic expectation is? Um, you know, everybody seems to think, oh, we, we have to get a win. We have to get a win, and we have to get a win. Can, I think this team could get a win, and I think it could be Tonga. Uh, you know, it's Argentina and France and they, they you know, should, England they should, aren't going to, yeah. They should beat Tonga. You're uh, saying they should beat Tonga. Oh, absolutely. They, right now, they should beat Tonga. That, that's a W. Uh, Tonga and a bit of disarray. Um, they're there for the taking. The, the thing about it is, though, it, for both teams, I think it's the last match. I think USA are on a short week. Um, it's Tonga's only chance at a win as well. So yeah. maybe they'll throw the kitchen sink and, you know, um, they can be talented at times. But uh, they're struggling right now. I would expect the USA to target that for a win. I, I would expect it to be a win. Um, Thereafter, you're right. They're going against three of the big guns, three of the top ten teams. England. Uh, you've got John Mitchell on their coaching staff, former U.S. head coach. Uh, you've got France, or France and Argentina are nobody's fools. And we can't skip over Eddie Jones being in this World Cup as the coach of England rather than Japan this time. You know, so it's it's a big. There's a lot of pressure on him. Just renewed his contract though, so. So, so that can be torn up in a second, right? Or, yeah, but then he gets paid. Yeah. So the, the key as a coach is to renew your contract prior to the tournament that counts, which he has done. So I think he's signed on for another couple of years. I think Mitchell's up, re-upped again. Um, really? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our former friend, Mr. Melville, is, not, uh, is back in. He's no longer interim CEO. He hasn't been for a couple of months. Um, he's back in the uh, prof uh, director of professional rugby role which is more club liaison, but also has quite a bit to do with the, the head coach thing. But my understanding is that um, is it, Eddie's there for a couple more years. Yeah. So always pressure on England to win World Cups. I mean, they're the largest rugby-playing nation on earth. They are the richest rugby-playing nation on earth. They should do well. Just before we go, I want to say one last thing about that, that USA-Samoa match. The, the coolest thing for me 
you know, you're, you're watching. It's you know, there's rain. It's sloppy. It's Nigel Owens as the referee. I, I mean, just listening to him talk to the guys, telling them this and that. That's got to be a great experience for some of our young guys to have that. That have never had that kind of exposure to a referee, and you, your eyes are bulging. Yeah, I mean, he is. He's a fantastic referee. He's got a great feel for the game. And you're right, great experience. I actually think he talked too much. I was actually thinking that that particular game, um, almost too much. But he, he is now such a unique individual, right? He's got such a stature within the game. Um, and he, and he, he does have a genuine feel for the game. He's one of the sort of good things about rugby, right? So, so yeah, fantastic that he's refereeing that game. I, I, th- I thought the... the the crowd, the atmosphere was terrible. There was no one there. Oh, it was a rainy day in Fiji. Yeah, I know it was a rainy day yeah. in Fiji. And it so. wasn't Fiji playing. And that was, so that was all a little disappointing yeah. and, yeah. and low-key. Um, kind of a home game, sort of, for Samoa, but not really. And, not really. But it's, and that's why the win is even better for Team USA, because they had all that way to go. They had, you know, banged their bodies in, in, against Canada in a very physical match, and here they are in the rain in Samoa, and they, they, got, the, they got the job done, right? Indeed. All right, so uh, we are out of time on this segment, Stephen, but we have other stuff this week that you got to check out, including uh, stuff about the Can-Ams with one of the winners of the men's bracket of the Eastside Hyenas, Mr. Ryan Koenig. Uh, So check it out. On behalf of Mr. Steve Lewis, I'm Matt McCarthy for Rugby Wrap-Up. Go Eagles from the Fantasy Sports Network Studio 34 in New York City.